Support for Market Foolery comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life. That's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage that lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully so you can be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. It's Wednesday, February 21st. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. You can follow us on Twitter at MarketFoolery is the show's handle. Got a tweet from Nick Fuller in Savannah, Georgia, who, in response to yesterday's episode, wrote, Since Bill Barker stated you will be taking requests for guests on Wednesday's Market Foolery, can you give the people what they want? Which is Tim Hansen with all the, and he writes in parentheses, insert here, with all the insert here going on in the world, we, could, we could hear from an investor at large. And so let me welcome investor at large, Tim Hansen. That's, that, you got to feel good about that. That tweet made my morning. That's, that's fantastic. I was drinking my coffee, big smile on my face. It put a smile on my face. Now, I don't want anyone to think for one second that. that I, mean, I think I got 100% of the vote. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Now I don't want Nick or anyone else to think for one second that that Bill Barker Bill Barker dictates anything that goes on with this show. So just just know those those are that's not a cause and effect thing. That's not a cause and effect thing. But anyway, it's fair. We got uh, we've got some earnings to get to. Uh, let's start. Let's start with Texas Roadhouse uh, fourth quarter. You tell me what leaped out to you because what leaped out to me was that. They put up same store sales growth of four and a half percent. It's the thirty-second straight quarter of comp growth for a restaurant. That's that's a win. Yeah, I mean the consistency is what um, leaps out to me. I mean this is a company that doesn't necessarily get all the the headlines or accolades of some of the other uh, uh, high flyers in the in the um, quick serve restaurant and or casual dining space, but. Just an outstanding operational track record, and I and I think, for you know throwbacks like me who want to believe that the stock market rewards operational excellence and um, consistent fulfillment of expectations, I mean there's no better there's no better example of that than than Texas Roadhouse doesn't rely on gimmicks, um, you know has a good concept, has a you know solid menu, um, gets rave reviews from employees on Glassdoor, so does sort of the, all the blocking and tackling right and. You know, gets results, and in a in an economic and market environment where you know advertising and, and gimmicks are and price wars are things that um, corporate America often revert to in order to spur growth. I think you know Texas Roadhouse is a great case study in in, in what it takes to build a sustainable a sustainably good company. Ken Taylor is the CEO. We had him as a guest last he's a riot spring. Too. Yeah, guy. he's hilarious. Um, we had him as a guest at at Fool Fest last. Uh, I guess it was last May, late May, early June, around then. And one of the things that he said that was in the immediate aftermath of of this comment, uh, there was a lot of laughter. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, from a business standpoint, this makes sense. Um, Ken Taylor is someone who clearly cares about food, cares about the quality of the food that is served in in the Texas Roadhouse restaurants. But um, I think I think he got a question about dessert because yeah. because the one thing that they don't really have a lot of at the restaurant is dessert, and he just basically said, I don't I don't want to serve people to, like I want people to leave. Yeah, and it was you know, and he got a laugh in the room, but it's like. No, yeah, actually, you you kind of do if if you are dependent on turning tables over, 
you don't want dessert to be an integral part of the dining experience. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of margin there. Um, usually, people are done drinking alcohol by that point as well, and you know, you'd rather flip the table, get somebody in there who's going to order a couple of, of margaritas. Um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 when you dig into that company. It's a really fascinating blend of customer appeal, but also you know real entrepreneurial excellence in the background. Like they're they're, you know, one of the most fascinating things to do with someone like that is to have them walk you through their store. You know, Costco is another great example where if you ask a merchandiser at Costco to, to talk you through Costco, you know, it takes a lot of work to look that haphazard, and it <laughs> and it works. You know, it, it is deliberately and it's expensive to make it look like a warehouse and look and feel like that. Um, but there's a reason behind it, and they've often tested into it, and so on and so forth. And the results that they're getting are not an accident. Um, so, you know, like I said, Texas Roadhouse continues to uh, put up good results. The stock's down a little bit today, but it's been one of those companies where, if you just you know, buy and and watch the story unfold. You know, they've got plenty of of room to uh, grow Texas Roadhouse locations, but also um, both domestically and internationally. But they've also got a couple of quick service restaurant uh, concepts that they're testing. And if you know one of those hits and, and takes off, you know, it, it's easy to come up with new ideas. What's hard is to build a culture for operational excellence. So I'd rather see a new concept in the hands of the Texas Roadhouse team than I would in the hands of like Chipotle or you know one of these one of these other companies who are also experimenting with new concepts. Yeah, that was uh, that was the thing I specifically looked for and I haven't listened to the conference call, but I specifically looked for in their uh, official release uh, I was looking for the line about restaurant openings. They said they're going to open about 30 new restaurants in this next fiscal year and up to seven of those will be Bubba's 33, mm-hmm. which is their sports bar concept. Yeah, burgers and, and beers, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ken Taylor, when he was here last year, he had a copy of the menu. And I just remember looking at the menu and thinking, where is the closest Bubba's 33? Because I want to go there right now. And it, as it turns out, the closest one is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's a drive. That's a hell of a drive. <laughs> so, I, you know, to the extent that anyone connected to Texas Roadhouse is living, uh, listening, one of those seven in this next fiscal year, if you can get it somewhere in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Seems doable. I'd be up for that. Um, <laughs> very different story with Tile Shop Holdings. Uh, <laughs> fourth quarter loss. Compared to a profit a year ago, and what what is the story? I'll tell you what the story with the stock is. It's down somewhere approaching thirty percent today. Was this? I think it's like its third twenty plus percent drop in the last nine months too. Was yes, yes. If you that's impressive. If you pull up a one year (laughs) chart of Tile Shop Holdings, it looks like a downward staircase. It doesn't look like a staircase going up. It looks like a staircase going down, and. The old downward staircase formation. Yeah, that's not the formation you want to see when you're pulling up a stock chart. <laughs> Is it was were expectations out of line, or or are the wheels just coming off this business? I mean, like I said, this is this was impressively bad, um, and and particularly against the background of the housing market, where you have Home Depot and Lowe's reporting quarter after quarter of strong results. Um, smaller companies like American Woodmark, who came through the housing downturn, you know, coming out significantly stronger on the other side. Um, all the, the interest rate trends, the trends towards people renovating homes, the trends towards millennials buying new homes and then doing renovations before they move in, all these things are working in the favor of the industry. And yet, Tile Shop continues to just put up horrendous results with regards to um, uh, margins 
and sales growth, if you can call it that, and also uh, you know their outlook for the coming year. I mean, they, they, I, I think they blame the fact that it's a competitive market, which it is. Obviously, you're competing against some very large and well-run and capitalized companies, which Tileshop is not. So you're at a disadvantage right off the bat. Um, you know, decided to try to compete on price, didn't work out for them. Now they want to go back to competing on on service and so on and so forth. But it just seems, you know, th- th- this company came public a few years ago, and it seems like nothing has gone right. I think the founder CEO stepped down in October, but he's still running the company effectively. It's six months later, and they don't have a a new person in place yet. That's either damning because um, the guy won't let go and let new people take over, or nobody wants the job. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, just a, a confluence of um, bad uh, bad juju at Tile Shop, and that's being reflected in the downward staircase formation. Thank you for mentioning Lowe's. I should apologize to listeners because for the last few years, when Home Depot reports, Lowe's has reported the next day, and I mentioned on yesterday's episode. Oh well, I'm sure tomorrow we'll be talking about Lowe's. In fact, Lowe's is reporting a week from today. So I think they did that just to mess with you. I did. Can't can't prove they didn't. Can't prove that's not the case. Um, no, I think I think your your broader point is um, is definitely one that doesn't get as much attention as it deserves when it comes to investing, and that is the larger context. Always matters. Anytime you're looking at a company's results, of course, you want to look at, well, how is this company doing? You want to ask all the questions that you would ask of any business. But then, and this often gets lost, then I think you want to widen your gaze a little bit and say, okay, here's how this company did this quarter, or here's how they've done over the last year. What is the environment in which they are operating? Is it really tough times? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the case of Texas Roadhouse, like we were talking about earlier, Go ahead and yeah, as you mentioned, the stock's down a little bit today, but it's done well over the last year. And go ahead and pull up a chart of Texas Roadhouse and and compare it to some of the restaurants in its space, and you'll you'll see that it's not only doing well relative to the market, it's doing well relative to its competitors. By the same token, Tile Shop, as you said, I mean, how much better can the housing market get? How much better can things get for a business in this category? And yet, you know, this this isn't. They're having a tough year, and it's early 2009. No, <laughs> no, it's 2018, and the housing market could hardly be healthier. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And if you look at the data on the housing market, um, it's still positive. But you know, interest rates are starting to tick up a little bit, and um, I, I think mortgage applications were down a little bit this month. You know, which is just, which may also ex- explain the the big drop today. Because what if the housing market all of a sudden takes a turn for the worse? What is Tile Shop going to do? I mean, how how much worse can the results get in a, in a bad housing market where the competition is in much better position and has taken advantage um, to consolidate um, their positions? But I mean, and, and then your point on context is also spot on. I think that pays both when you're doing company analysis and when you're looking at your own portfolio. You know, if you picked. Um, you know some company affiliated with blockchain, right? You've probably done remarkably well, but rather than comparing yourself against an index that doesn't have a lot of blockchain, compare yourself against all the companies that are also in the space and see if you're, you know, lucky or good. It's an important question to ask. Uh, but speaking of housing, speaking of getting a mortgage, let's talk about Rocket Mortgage because uh, it's not easy to get a mortgage and refinance your existing home loan. It's not a walk in the park, and when you're making a big decision like that, you want to be confident. You want to have like. 
Bill Barker levels of confidence, <laughs> just as Bill strolls about his life. Is Bill notable for his confidence? I think I feel Bill strikes me as someone who's just pretty confident as he goes about his day to day life. He certainly felt confident enough on yesterday's episode to just sort of throw out there like, "Hey, it worked for him," and it, and it worked out. It worked out for the listeners. Uh, Rocket Mortgage gives you that same Bill Barker level of confidence when it comes to <laughs> buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple. It allows you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. And to get started, don't go to BillBarker.com because I have no earthly idea what's there. Go to RocketMortgage.com/fool. That's rocketmortgage.com slash full. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Um, you were out in San Francisco uh, with me and probably about 20 or so other fools out there. Um, always good to go to that city, don't you think? It's a fun town. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a great, great city for a lot of reasons. And it struck me that, that you were quite popular at the Fool One event because you, you had um, a sign up talking about the Fool One index. And it seemed like there were a lot of people who um, had questions, but like in a very positive way, which is my way of saying I was eavesdropping a little bit on some <laughs> of your conversations. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, the Full 100 Index is 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 out, you know uh, similar to taglines around Bill Barker levels of confidence. Um, you know, obviously, there's been a lot of uh, movement in the market recently, a little bit of volatility, and and um, one of the guys uh, we work with here was watching the Full 100 Index returns on Full.com, and um, every day the market was down, the Full 100 was down less, and he was like, hey. Where to build that index? The full 100. <laughs> it goes down less. <laughs> Thought that was funny. Hey, so look, I might steal that as a tag. <laughs> look, when the market is tanking, like that's we go down less. You know, that's what you want. You want to go down less. Yeah, no, but it was a great. You know, we were out there just informing people about the new index and how it works and how it's constructed. And I think, um, you know, relative to some of the things we've talked about in this forum in the past, most of the conversations were short in a good way, and that people understood what it was. You know, 100 stocks that the fool likes, market cap weighted. We'll see how they perform. The performance should reflect the performance of the Motley Fool investing universe. And uh, yeah, people were excited. <clears throat> Obviously, one um, members, uh, it's our highest priced product. So people there tend to be very active investors, but they were almost universally happy to have something they can tell their um, less savvy investing friends about um, in terms of ways you can look at uh, gaining market exposure via a diversified index. I'm not going to name names, but uh, one person I was talking to uh, made a comment along those lines, and uh, and these are his words. Uh, he referred to his quote idiot brother-in-law. We all have one of those. <laughs> we all have one of those. I, you know, that is one of those things you don't really think about when you get married. It's like, oh, if I'm marrying this person, I'm also kind of marrying into their family. You don't necessarily, view, and then the people that they go on to marry and that kind of thing. So. That's true. It becomes quickly becomes a tangled web. Some of some parts of which you don't want to speak of. Okay, but you know, you want as long as the good outweighs the bad, right? Yeah, as long as the kids have fun at the holidays. Exactly. That's, that's that's my KPI for <laughs> in law that... relations. Did the kids have fun at the holidays? It's not about me. Then it's all good. Uh, you want to learn more about the Fool 100 Index? Uh, it's easy. Just go to Fool 100. That's Fool100.com. Tim Hansen, investor at large. Thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.